Welcome back to Business School as we kick off Season 2 here. We took a little break after we got shut down during COVID, but I am back in a brand new studio and I'm ready to start pumping out episodes. I wanted to do this one. Um, it kind of came up in another podcast series I do on YouTube. Um, something else I was talking with with one of my other podcast hosts, Kane. Um, looking at the kind of opportunities you have right now if you plan on coming to the United States um, you look at the worker shortage that's going on, the amount of small businesses that are struggling. There's a lot of opportunities to kind of come over here. And if you have any kind of skill or you're w willing to learn a skill, um, if you have anyone that can help you out and help you get a little bit of equipment, it just, there's so much opportunity if you're coming to the United States right now. So, um, maybe you have family that, that already migrated here, or if you're coming over as a first generation immigrant, endless opportunities and if you have any kind of connections you're going to be even better off <clears throat> so i'm looking at um a, a handful of things that i know landscaping right now every landscaper in my area cannot find anybody to work and the i have a fairly large piece of land they they usually show up with two or three people for example and that they try to get you know, landscaping, you try to get each yard done as fast as possible, so they send two or three guys. Um, there's been one dude showing up lately. It's just him. He does it all. He's there a long time. And they always do a great job, though. But this guy is just, like, busting his ass out there every day. And, you know, like everybody else, it's, it's a pretty large landscape company. But they can't get no one to work. So, now, you as an owner-operator... You would probably also struggle to get people to work, but if you're willing to do the work yourself, if you're willing to go run a lawnmower and do the, the weed trimming and trim bushes and do all that stuff, you probably could, you know, for a small investment, when you get over here, set up a small landscaping business and just getting get moving. You know, I know a few people that came over here, first generation, that did something similar. You know, they're making, you know, seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year, or even low six figures running their own little crew. So really easy one. A lot of hard not easy, it's a lot of hard work, but doesn't take a tremendous amount of um learning, you know, unless you want to need to repair your own equipment and whatnot. But everyone I know is hurting for this stuff right now. And that's gonna parlay over into the winter. You know, you turn your trucks in that you were hauling your equipment around with, you turn those into snow plows. And I have, I have to imagine that if we're this short on people to work in the summer, we're going to be even shorter on people to work in the winter because no one likes working in the winter. So that's one idea. Um, I talked about another one on my channel. I had a guy come out and clean a dryer vent. And there's people that do the duct cleaning, right? Um, there's so many people I know that complain about their, dries, their clothes not drying, that their vents are clogged, they don't want to climb up on the roof, they don't have the snake to go through, they just don't know how to do it. So you could, you know, do the HVAC cleaning. You could do the, uh, just dryer vents. I mean, he, the guy charges like 75 to 140, 150 bucks to clean one vent. Do two vents a day. You're making money, man. It's, it's crazy. And you can jump on one of these apps like Thumbtack or something or Angie's List and probably get moving pretty quick. So that's one I saw. Um, if you're handy at all, it's hard to find a handyman. I was talking to a handful of people, um, especially if you're, um, you know, you don't got the quote unquote man around the house to, to fix all your stuff. 
then it's like, well, you, you know, you're looking for a handyman. You can't find one. And if you can find one, they're extremely booked up. And if you do find one, sometimes they smell like vodka all the time. So if you could actually show up to a job site or someone's house and uh, not be drunk and be polite and be nice and actually fix the stuff correctly, there's probably quite a bit of opportunity out there if you know how to fix anything. Just basic anything. Um, another quick way to just start making money. You know, these are these things I'm talking about instead of going and like driving Uber or doing, you know, delivering DoorDash or, or having to work a regular job. Like these are things that you can go create your own business. I, I talk about that because I want to say that immigrants make up 20% of all small business owners in uh, the United States, but they only make up 13% of the population. So there's actually a much larger amount of uh, immigrants make up for, they're the ones that drive small business, right? Uh, you, you come here with opportunity, you bust your ass. I just did another episode. They're talking about, you know, first gener generation immigrants that come over here and, and they don't think there's no, there's no shame in any work. They'll do anything. They never sit back and go, well, this, this job's, I'm too good for this job or that job's too dirty for me. Um, they just come and work. And that's how I grew up. I grew up with, uh, you know, my father worked in a steel factory. I worked two or three crappy jobs as a teenager. They weren't crappy jobs. They paid good money. I got to stop saying that. I didn't care. As long as I paid money, I was there to work. And it's that mindset is what led me to go on and start many successful companies and have a really great career. Um, I didn't care. I never thought I was beneath the work. So look for those opportunities where you see a lot of people went off to college here and they think they're too good to do these jobs anymore, even though you can go build a nice little company one day. So, I mean, that's too, I'm thinking off of the top of my head. Um, I talk about fences, anything that's like hard work, no one wants to do anymore. So if you want to do hard work, you can make money. You can't find anyone in my area to do fences. If you, if you can find someone to do fences, it's like six to eight weeks to get, get someone to do a fence right now. It's mind boggling. Um, not a rocket science job. I put in quite a bit of fence myself with, uh, my one buddy who, you know, <laughs> he probably did all the work, but you know, you, you dig holes, you put, it's not rocket science. It, you, a little bit of learning, you can do fences. They, they charge so much money to do fences. It is absolutely crazy. Um, no one's out there doing it. It's hard to find somebody. Um, if you're into any kind of fitness, I talked about coming and doing any kind of in-home fitness, or if you're good at a sport, um, you know, Going to someone's home and helping their kids get better at soccer, to get better at basketball, to get better at anything that you're good at, there's a demand for that. Instruments, I know so many parents that were trying to get someone to come to the house to try to teach piano or guitar or violin, and they couldn't get nobody to come out. Um, another um, way underestimated market is anything that you can come to someone's home and do. With COVID, they don't want to go out to these public places and even then, it's an inconvenience. If you got two kids, they got to be in two different places at the same time. The parents running all all around. If you have some skill that you can teach a child, parents will open their checkbooks up. So keep that in mind, regardless of where you're coming from. Now, with that in mind, where are you coming from, and what language do you speak? Um, I I know parents that were trying to find multiple from German to Korean. There was so many other. Um, languages that the parents were trying to find that they could get taught virtually and they couldn't find anybody. 
And if they did find somebody, they canceled the meetings, you know, 40, 50% of the time. Some of these people are charging the one, I was talking to someone, the one Korean tutor is charging a hundred, a hundred dollars an hour for two kids and $150 an hour for three kids. Imagine sitting at, if you speak Korean or Japanese, imagine sitting at home online making 150 bucks an hour to teach kids how to speak your native language mind-blowing cash right um so when you, when you look at that whatever language you speak if you got to think of that's that's an automatic advantage over almost everybody else that you could start tutoring somebody on adults and children so um yeah sports instruments languages these are all things that you could start making money on when you uh when you finally land over here hell you can start doing some of this stuff from where you're at right now you don't even need to be in the country it's uh it's just tough to find anyone to do anything right now um i saw another you know a couple cool ideas if you have this skill if you're migrating here and you're uh you're a barber or you're a stylist you know if you can cut hair if you can any kind of salon type services mobile salon services are greatly in demand right now and i think with covid that's not going to go away um if you had any if you can get access to money even a small amount of money if you had one of those like forward i forgot what, transit vans or something if you turned it into like a mobile blowout <laughs> i think you could absolutely crush it if you could go house to house particularly during the day when the, the kids are at school and and do blowouts you would probably crush it if you could do mobile manicures and pedicures, you'd probably crush it. There's another guy that goes around. He does men's and boys' haircuts. He's got a van, and he does it. The dude's book solid nonstop. And he's just got this van, and he just goes around house to house doing haircuts. Absolutely crushes it. But um, I think for a small amount of money, you could set up <clears throat> a, a van that looks kind of cool where you could just go do blowouts. And uh, maybe start doing like, you know, you go house to house to do blowouts or, you know, bachelorette parties or wedding parties and all this type of stuff. And uh, there's a lot of opportunity there if you want to put the work in. Yeah, you got to drive around. It's hard, you know, it's hard work. You're dealing with customers. You got to market your ass off. But these are all things that I keep seeing that I hear people talk about that I know. You know, look, we'll go spend a hundred bucks eating out right now and not even thinking about, not even think about it, right? People are paying, you know, 15, 18 bucks for a cocktail, when you start thinking about it, would someone spend X amount of money to get a blowout in their house? Sure they would. Would they spend X amount of money to get their kids um, lessons for an instrument or a language that they can put on their college ap application to help them get into a better college? Yes. And you got to keep that in mind. What, what's the motivation? Our parents will open up those checkbooks. If they can help them build a skill or a sport or a language... That's going to help them get into a better college because it's so goddamn competitive. But parents will, will endlessly pay money to do that. So you, you got to do something that they can't do themselves. They can't clean a dryer vent. They can't put the fence in. They don't have the ability or the time. Um, do something that helps someone's kids, whether it's music, whether it's sports, whether it's a language. Um, again, stuff they can't do themselves, but they enjoy, such as um, getting a blowout or... Um, if you got to cut your own hair, for example, there's a lot of in-home stuff or at people's homes. And you can even turn this into some business stuff too. Like, you know, you can do landscaping for commercial. These are all things that I just don't see a tremendous amount of people pouring into right now. 
Um, America is focused on going to college and going to work at Facebook. They don't want to do the jobs of uh, landscaping. They don't want to do fences. I've dug fence post holes. It sucks. No one wants to do that job. You want to test someone's work ethic, have them dig 20 post holes. If they can get through that without bitching about it, they probably have a good work ethic, right? Um, which is about everyone I know that's immigrated to this country and uh, has, they have, they've all made it. Their work ethic's through the roof. They don't care what they do. They get it done. They knock it out. They don't complain. Um, if you're coming here with that mindset, anything I just mentioned, you could probably crush it. That's just tip of the iceberg. I literally just opened up my laptop and I started talking. I'm sure if I put some more thought into this one, there's probably a, many more things that are, are great business ideas that you could come here, um, land on the ground, and literally just hit the ground running and making money right now because so many people don't want to work. And they certainly don't want to do anything that requires effort. So find something people need, find something that actually takes hard work, and if you just stick with it and stay pers persistent, you could easily create yourself a middle-class lifestyle in a short period of time. Um, likely in a couple of years, have your own, you know, business that's doing very well. I, uh, and I'll tell this story really quick because this is something I learned when I was growing up. And I didn't grow up without, without much money. You know, neither of my parents graduated high school. I talk about this often because trying to give you some perspective, but... We didn't have much. There was no talks of me going to college. I didn't have any good influences. You know, that's it. We, we just got by. I, I was with my dad and he worked in a steel factory seven days a week. But he had a friend at steel factory and, you know, they moved here from India. And he, uh, his friend worked in the steel factory seven days a week, saved his money, saved his money. His work, wife worked somewhere else and they saved money. They saved money. Saved their money up and they were able to buy a party store. Or in Michigan, it's a liquor store. It's a place where you buy, you know, small groceries, beer, cigarettes, lottery tickets. Um, he kept working at Steel Factory and then his wife ran the party store. And then when he got off work at the uh, Steel Factory, he went to work at the party store and she went home. And they, you know, saved their money, saved their money. They worked, they worked. And then they were able to save up and buy a subway. And then he stayed working at the Steel Factory, good money and benefits. And then they kept the party store and the subway. And they did seven days a week. They, they worked and they worked and they worked and they worked and they helped. They started bringing more family members into the business and helped getting them jobs. Um, saved their money. And then they bought another subway. So now he's working at the steel factory. They got the party store and two subways. And they kept doing this over and over again. I think by the third subway, then they, they sold the party store because they were making more money investing into the subways. But this is someone that, you know, their family didn't come here with anything. They, they came here, they, they got a, a shot at the steel factory, and they worked their ass off. And most importantly, they also saved their money. They reinvested their money over and over and over again. Within probably 20 years, you know, this family had a small little empire uh, of just from working hard and saving money and reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting. And I've seen that story so many times. It's very inspiring to me. It doesn't surprise me when I see that 20% of all small businesses are... are or uh, immigrants, I think it's first generation immigrants. I got a tactic quote, but um, it's just not surprising because I've seen it. And it's like, well, you, if you're coming here, there's no reason why you can't have that story too. Um, I'm all about anybody at the end of the day that wants to get up in the morning and bust their ass and work hard and make something happen. Go out and create jobs for other people. Help create wealth for other people while you're creating wealth for yourself and giving you, yourself and your family a better life.
Anyways, that's all I got for this one. Trying to kick off season two here with something a little different. Um, I'll be doing more stuff on marketing and advertising and strategy and hiring and firing. And I'll get to the whole gambit here at some point. So make sure you tune in. And until then, I'm going to catch you on the next one.